0: Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farah, with my co-hosts, J-Mac, and Jordan. On today's episode, to preview the Denver Broncos season opener against the Las Vegas Raiders, super excited um, that football is officially back we just had Thursday Night Football with the Chiefs and Lions. Um, so football is, a, we can officially say it, football is back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you guys are listening to this the day before um, the game, I um, hope you guys are having a great day. Um, and I hope if, it's not, if you aren't having a great day, we can somehow make it just a little bit better. And if you guys are listening to this on Sunday as of uh, game day, it's game day, baby. Let's fucking go. All <laughs> right, now let's get it. Uh, J-Mac joined, how are you guys doing? Um, the Chiefs Lions game. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Um, with the the season going up and under away, the Broncos are technically, according to Google, uh, first place in the AFC West.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm doing good, man. Just, um, just can't wait for tomorrow. Cannot wait for Sunday. Um, but as far as the Chiefs games go, Kadarius Tony and Scott Moore would have been off my team the next wow. morning. Yeah, I mean, those guys there, man. I ain't gonna I'm, I'm surprised Patrick Mahomes didn't lose his shit, but um, I'm, I'm still glad they lost. And, you know, once we win on Sunday, we'll be first. So, officially yep. first.
2: I'm excited. I'm excited that football is back already. Only one more day, or it's game day for some others that are listening to it now. And uh, the Chiefs losing is uh, beautiful. So, Sean Payne starts taking over the division.
0: Yeah, Andy Reid is he's falling to his knees. He can't believe Sean Payne's in his division, he's in shambles right now. <laughs> and I'm I sincerely, I sincerely uh, apologize to all the Travis Kelsey fantasy owners out there. Um, oh, Noah yeah. Gray, Noah Gray did not do you uh, any well. I mean, he got three catches, 30, 30 yards, but that was literally it. So, um, anyways, let's go over a uh, real briefly um, about the Broncos game because who cares about the Chiefs? The injury report for uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Um, jerry judy hamstring he is questionable riley moss abdomen he's questionable chris manners chest he will play um so how are you guys feeling about uh jerry Judy's status do you guys think he'll go i know jordan you've really been uh you know keen on you know potentially him playing um but j mac um how are you feeling about uh potentially us losing our fourth round corner tomorrow and then jerry judy um do you think he'll be able to go
1: Yeah, I think when it's all said and done, I think Judy's going to end up playing. I think that he's been limited. Yeah, I think he's been limited kind of all week. And I think they – I think he's going to see maybe a limited snap count, like maybe not as his normal regular you'll see throughout the season. But I think he will play. I mean, because as of today, the Broncos haven't really promoted any like wide receivers. So if Judy doesn't play, we'll be going there with three wide receivers. But I don't think that's going to be the case. As far as today goes, I mean, you know, tomorrow they could probably – Yeah, they always elevate
0: on game day. Yeah,
1: but – um. But I, I think I think Jared Judy's gonna play. I don't like I said. I don't think it's gonna be the high snap count that he's that you, you you're usually gonna see. He may not get his usual target count for the season, but I think Jared Judy's gonna play.
2: I think he's gonna play too. I was always uh, adamant about that. He's gonna be playing week one. I do agree with J Max. going will be a limited snap count. You should see something towards uh, last year's Baltimore Ravens game. You know he was limited in that game, and he still had like I think four or three catches for like fifty plus yards. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that. But, yeah, he'll be limited for tomorrow.
0: Wow, so you guys are very uh, confident that he'll play. I'm still 50-50 on it. I wouldn't be, like, super, super surprised if he plays, but I will be a little surprised. I mean, I my prediction is Sean Payton is very cautious with it and holds him out just because he's hamstrings. If he tweaks it again, we might see Jerry Judy, uh, you know, this may be like a real issue for him all season. I mean, I'm just being honest. This is, this is how hamstrings work. Um, We saw, I was just on a Raiders podcast a nothing but Raiders uh, shout out to uh, Darian. Um, He was talking about Darren Waller last year, had the same issue with hamstring going into the season. Next thing you know, they try playing him boom he's out for like basically the whole year and now you're seeing it he's having the same issue with that same hamstring on the new york giants it just it's one of those things where you got to play it cautiously you got to be careful and um like i was telling jordan the other day i don't think we need jerry Judy to beat the raiders that's crazy to say i think promoting Lil' jordan humphrey and maybe like uh, david sills or philip dorsett will be enough that's just my personal opinion um but I think having Jerry Judy will be like really, really impactful on uh, kind of um, not guarantee us to win, but, you know, be a big factor in this game. But uh, that's just kind of where I stand with uh, Jerry Judy's injury status. I know a lot of people are uh, talking about it and probably want to hear our thoughts on that. So um, Jerry Judy still 50-50 to go tomorrow. Uh, he will be a game time decision. But um, it seems like, uh, uh, you know, the possibility of it happening is you know becoming more and more likely. Um, so. Let's go over keys to victory. How can the Broncos break this with, uh, this losing streak to the Raiders um, for the first time in a while? They, they've lost three straight years to them. They're on a six-game losing streak. Um, so as of now, like j Max said, if we want to keep that spot in first place in AFC West, it has to start tomorrow. If we want to make the playoffs... It has to start tomorrow. We got to beat these divisional opponents. Last year was just horrible, man. I think we won like one total AFC West game. And that was literally didn't come to the very last game. And we only won by like a few points. So this has got to change. We got to start beating these divisional opponents. And it's got to start tomorrow. But my question for you, Jay Mac, and how do we do it?
1: Well, I have three. Um, and I'll put them in order. I think the first one was obviously limited turnovers. That's what kind of killed us in the first game against the Raiders last year. <clears throat> Melvin Gordon, his fumble and a whole bunch of other stuff, interceptions. I I think that's the main thing. That's any game, though, limited turnovers. Um, two is stopping the run. We all know the Raiders, they're going to run the ball Sunday. I'll be surprised if you see Jimmy G, if they're going to try to let him beat us with his arm. Um, he does have good receivers, but I think the game plan is going to try to be to run the ball against us. Josh Jacobs always kills us. We all know he killed us last year. So I think that's got to be a huge point of emphasis for Vance Joseph going into the game. You got to be able to stop Josh Jacobs. I don't care what looks you throw out there. You want to put more linebackers out there to kind of stack the box. You got to do what you got to do because J- Josh Jacobs always kills us. And if he goes out there and has a big game week one, it's going to be hard for us to win this game. And then the last thing is going to be pass protection. Um, I know Chandler Jones isn't playing, but they still gonna have the rookie Tyree Wilson. They're gonna have uh Max Crosby. Those are two still like really good edge rushers, and I you gotta be able to protect Russ. But I did go back and watch the game where the 49ers played the Raiders and McGlinchy did do very well on Max Crosby. I know I talked about it in the last episode. I couldn't remember how well he, you know, how he played against him, but he did very well against Max Crosby, like really well against him. So I'm hoping he can just kind of continue that uh for us, but I think pass protection is going to be huge, especially if, like, running the ball isn't working out. You never really know how that's going to go and just, period, because if Russell wasn't under the rest, then that makes the offense one dimensional and predictable, so those are my
2: three. Yeah, yeah, I like those three. Obviously, limiting the turn- turnover is always key. Mm-hmm. Pass protection, especially against Max Crosby. I did see some of those clips uh resurfacing on Twitter the other day with Mike McGinchy against uh, Max Crosby, so it was, like, a good refresher on that that matchup going into Sunday for me, it's actually going to be one specific player for a key to victory. And I talked about it on predominantly orange. I'm going with Marvin Mims jr. And not just in the receiving game, he's going to have to steal some big yards in the uh, return game. Uh, I'm expecting a big game out of him in the in punt return and kickoff returns, getting us in an excellent field position. So I do think in order for us, for the Broncos to win, Marvin Mims jr. Does need to steal some big yards and put us, put the offense in great field position on Sunday to beat the Raiders.
0: Yeah, we talked about him on our, one of our recent episodes as one of those key players to watch and exploit those matchups, and I think depending on you know, uh, I'm sure they'll like do a rotational thing where they're like moving guys in and out of the slot. I think maybe um, maybe they'll have Mims exclusively in the slot, especially with his, his uh, slim frame. I think he projects best in the slot. Uh, I remember when uh, me and uh, Jay Mack did our episode on wide receivers uh, in the draft, uh, we talked about him being, you know, primarily like a, a slot guy, uh, but he could play on the outside. I mean, he, he looks uh, explosive in that, in that way, and he can stretch Feel that weight as as well, um, but um, my keys to victory. I agree with J Max. Stop the run. I mean, Jacobs in his last three make- matchups against the Broncos, he's rushed for 100 yards in all three of them, and uh, all seven of his matchups against the Broncos, he's only had below 85 rushing yards in just one of them. So at this point, I have to say, but he kind of owns us. Um, we if we, there's any way possible that we can uh, stop Josh Jacobs in this game. Um, I think if we can stop him, we're going to win this game. I think that's a, a guarantee. But like, as long as we can somewhat contain him, um, I think that'll be a big factor to win this game. Um, I think another one, I, in my opinion, is flustering Jimmy G. He's gonna get the ball out, uh, get the ball out quick. That's just the way Jimmy G plays the game. Um, they're gonna be looking to be a fast tempo offense in the pass game because of that. And you know, being a run first attack with Josh Jacobs, that's gonna help them set up the play action. Which means if we can get to the quarterback fast, if we can fluster Jimmy G in any way we can, you know, disrupt have uh, you know havoc in the interior. I think we can uh, definitely win this game. That's one of my keys to victory. Absolutely. Um, And another one, I feel like it's underrated and not a lot of people are talking about this week, this matchup. But I think if you get Adam Trotman and uh, Greg Dulcich involved in the receiving game, we are going to put up points on the board. I promise you we're putting a minimum 24 if we can get these tight ends uh, involved in the receiving game. Why do I say that? Raiders linebackers are Robert Spillane and Curtis Bolton. Spillane allowed 83.7% completion in pass coverage last year. 359 uh, passing yards as well in 2022. He's, he's not a good coverage linebacker, despite what some people may think. Um, Curtis Bolton, I don't think, is ready to uh, line up against our tight ends. As long as we can get those guys involved in play action and establish a run, I think we're, we honestly have a chance at you know, beating them by like seven or even 10 points, honestly. We just got to, you know, exploit the, the right matchups. And that's just what it comes down to these divisional games because, you know, we may have lost six games in a row to them, but these games are like always close with the Raiders. It feels like literally the last time we lost a you know, big time to them was that four uh, interception game from Drew Locke at 37 to 12 in like 2020. So it's been three years since we've like been keeping it really competitive, even though we've lost all six of them. I, I think we can really like make, you know, change this one possession that we keep losing by. Uh, and if as long as we can, you know, somewhat contain the run, fluster Jimmy G and get Greg Dulcich involved, I think we can uh, very well win this game.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with the uh, one-score thing. And a lot of that had to do with turnovers. And a lot of that had to do with just not being able to execute on the offense, not being able to score. But I think that's going to be completely different. The defense, I mean, is going to be a big factor because I agree with everything you said about Josh Jacobs and Jimmy G is going to definitely try to get the ball out quick. You're probably going to see a lot of wide receiver screens, honestly, to Devontae. They're going to try to get him the ball in short spaces and let him work. I doubt that they're going to let Jimmy G – like kind of just do a spread offense and let him just throw on Sertan with Devontae. I don't think they're going to do that, but yeah. So I agree with you on that
2: one. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. And I think my second and last key to victory would be, uh, what's going to be happening on the sidelines between both teams. It's going to be that Sean Payne versus Josh McDaniels type matchup. Uh, It's going to be a significant difference from last year and years prior. to when we played the Raiders Uh, fans are going to be able to see the difference. Between game management and all that with Sean Payne. So, Sean Payton just out coaching Josh McDaniels and doing what Sean Payne does is going to lead us to victory. And that's also my last key to victory just the head coaching difference.
0: Yeah, that's a huge uh, difference. And I think that's where the Broncos can um, I I don't know if it's really a matchup, but um, I think the Broncos definitely have the edge there and that can help them, uh, you know, especially in late game scenarios. I think the coaching matters a lot, especially uh, game management and everything and how everything's being handled on the sidelines. So, yeah, that's an underrated uh, key to victory there. Um, So players to watch, who are some players that you guys are going to specifically have your guys uh, eyes peeled out for in this game?
1: Well, it really depends on who – if Jerry Judy plays or not. So, yeah. I, I'm going to go Marvin Mims slash Corlin Sutton. But whoever's the wide receiver too, I feel like they're going to cook up. Um, I mean, Brandon – I don't know how to say his last name. Brandon um, – Faison. Face Faison. Face he's out. And that's that's going to be huge. I mean, the Raiders are already thin at corner. By you know, already and with him being gone, that's their, that's their uh, other outside corner. So I think whoever's going to be there, whether it be Coyle Sutton or Marvin Mims playing that outside side or, or even Brandon Johnson, whoever's going to be on the, the opposite outside of whoever the wide receiver one is, they're going to eat. I mean, because Marcus Peters, I don't think he's that good of a cover corner, but he's still somewhat decent, so you can't just test them all game. But I definitely think whoever whoever's lined up on that wide receiver two side, you got to watch out for him because he's he's going to be the guy that's going to win this game.
2: Yeah, my offensive player game to watch, uh, actually, Amir's going to love it. It's uh, Javante Williams. I think uh, Sean Payne has something in store for him week one, uh, something special. So, Javante Williams coming back against a team that he actually hurt his knee against. So, I bet he's going to be a bit emotional coming back. But, yeah, I got Javante Williams. I think he's in for a big game.
0: Man, the same team he tore his ACL against last year, multiple lig- ligament tear. And he's uh, ironically fate decided to put him against the same team that he tore his ACL against. Um, he, I'm, I'm expecting a big game from him. Um, not like super big because I think they're going to kind of ease him his way into it, they're not going to give him like damn 15 plus carries but i think you're gonna see like a, a equal workload between him and p ryan this week um i'm really excited to see how those guys play balance off of each other in like a whole, like you know through four quarters rather than just a few um you know snaps in that preseason game against the niners so um we're gonna get the first look at our new running back duo um Finally, running back wearing number twenty-five. That's actually efficient, holding on to the ball. Um, so that'll be a that'll be a good uh, matchup to see, um, especially against their linebackers. I mean, their linebackers aren't good. Um, their interior is pretty solid. Um, they got some underrated defensive linemen. So um, that's that's going to be one another way for us to definitely win this game. Um, another player I, I have to watch is um, Greg Dulce, like I talked about. He's going to exploit those matchups with the tight ends and even the nickels. Um, I think as long as like just like I said as long as they can get them the, get him the ball you know really make him this joker type player that Sean Payton was talking about I think he's going to have a big game another thing that we talked a lot about is like we have a lack of receivers, but Greg Dulcich can play wide receiver. Like it's, it's kind of crazy to say, but he can line up out wide. That's why I have Greg Dulcich being a big factor in this game. He's a player to watch. I think you guys should be watching number eighty very, very closely tomorrow. Um, I think he's going to be a huge factor in uh in this game. I think we can come back to this clip after the game and say uh, Greg Dulcich has like fifty plus yards.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think that they're gonna to try to get him involved in some of the short term game mostly. I think that if if there's anybody, especially if Judy doesn't play, you're gonna see him get the ball a lot more. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's if if he's gonna be the player of the game. Like on the offensive side, but I would not be surprised one bit. Um but for me, if I had to give my second um, player to watch, it definitely would be Alex Singleton. I think, like I said, stopping a run is going to be huge, and I think he's going to play the biggest part in that. I mean, obviously, DJ Jones, Mike Purcell, and all those guys up front. But Alex Singleton's got to be the guy because the Raiders, the Raiders like to run it up the gut a lot. They don't usually like to bounce it out to the outside with Jacobs, usually kind of inside zones. Alex Singleton's got to be there every single time. Him and Josie Jewell, but I think him especially. If you watch his game, you already know what he does. He shoots right through the gaps. He's flying all over the field. He's got to be the first guy there every time if we want any success stopping Josh Jacobs.
2: Yep, I agree with that as well. My defensive player guy to watch has to be Mike Purcell. He's our run-stopping guy. I think he has to have a big game on Sunday in order to stop Josh Jacobs and uh, really cause havoc in the, in the trenches. Uh, for the Raiders offensive line. So give me Mike Purcell for my defensive player guy to watch.
0: To complement that, I'm gonna go with DJ Jones. I think uh, DJ Jones, Mike Purcell, those big boys—they got to be ready to play tomorrow because Josh Jacobs is gonna be looking to make any get any kind of yards possible. Uh, and if those guys are coming to play, that means Randy Gregory and Jonathan Cooper have to be setting the edge. Absolutely, those all those four guys are really important to uh, the game that Josh Jacobs has tomorrow. And you know if they can contain him or not. Um, Alex Singleton, I agree with that 100. percent He's gonna be very impactful in the run blocking and even blitzing. His as well, kind of flustering Jimmy G. Like I said, I would love to see some linebacker blitzes in the game. Actually, throw yeah. Drew Sand. I want to see Drew Sanders Drew in this Sanders. game, man. Yep. Get him involved. Rush Jimmy G. get Fluster, man. I think this is a huge... And Vance Joseph, I know for a fact he loves Drew Sanders. I think he played a big factor in the draft pick. He spoke very highly of him this offseason. I think you can see Drew Sanders as a player to watch where he kind of comes in like on third down. Let's say it's like third down and like seven, and they're looking to get like a quick pickup under you know, in not in the flat like a drag route and you see Drew Sanders just fly up the gut and uh try, try to get some uh pressure on Jimmy G because when Jimmy G is under pressure he's a bad quarterback like we all we yeah. all know that so if you can get these linebacker blitz going uh blitz going I think we we can see a lot of three and outs by the Raiders.
1: Yeah um two things I do want to point out too um in the game Alex Singleton did play against the Raiders last year he finished the game with 12 total tackles which in eight of them were solo one tackle and one quarterback hit in the other Raiders game Josie Jewell because Alex Singleton didn't play Josie Jewell had 14 tackles seven solos and Jones Griffith had 10 so I mean linebackers, you got to kill against the Raiders man you you just have to I
2: agree
1: yeah and one thing I do want to point out I'm sorry man one thing I do want to point out last year Melvin Gordon fumbled twice in two games against the Raiders. And Montreal Washington also had a fumble. So just limit limiting turnovers is yeah. You gotta limit the turnovers, man.
0: Yeah, I think another aspect is, like, special teams. I think special teams, we have to have a good game. Um, I think Will Lutz has to make all his kicks. Riley Dixon has to put us in good positions um, and put their their offense in bad positions. Um, and then I think Marvin Mims being I, – I, it's interesting. He's going to be starting a receiver, but he's also a starting returner. So I want to see how he impacts the Broncos' field position. Can he give them around that 30, 40-yard yard mark instead of Montreal giving us around that you know, 15, 20-yard mark last year? So um, I think that's going to be uh very important and detrimental to how this game goes. Um, But for our offensive and defensive player of the game, um, who do you guys got on both sides of the ball? Um, I'll go ahead and start on offense. I have Greg Dulcich. I've already been raving about him on this whole entire episode. I think this is going to be one of those guys where Sean Payton looks to exploit the matchups with the with their um you know their defensive backs and linebackers. Um, I think, you know, like I said early on, there's only three healthy receivers. They'll probably promote and uh, Humphrey and maybe Philip Dorset or David Sills. So that'll be five. Um, so I think Greg Dules is just kind of the guy in the, the receiving game, the tight ends who can really stand out and have a big game. And I think this might be the, the you know, the first week to his, uh, you know, breakout season on uh, year two.
1: Yeah, for me, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to keep it playing this stuff. I'm going to go Russell Wilson. I don't think people – people got to understand how big of a game this is. Last year, we had the same kind of expectation coming out for week one, and we obviously lost that game. He didn't play his best game. But I think this week one game is entirely different. I think he has to play good, and I think this is a game – He's got to ball out. It's really just that plain and simple. You got to ball out in this game. You're going against the Raiders team, who's kind of shorthanded. They're not the better team. I mean, everybody thought the same thing about Seattle, and we saw how that went. I'm not saying that was all completely on Russ, but everybody expected him to play better and win the game. But I think definitely this game, he's going to unleash. He's going to show everybody, okay, Russ and Sean Payton, they look actually kind of good together. And this is the game to do it, man.
2: Yeah, my offensive player of the game, I'm going to have to agree with I have Russell Wilson as well. I think you're going to see everything that they've worked on throughout training camp and the offseason are going to come into fruition week one. And uh, the Raiders really don't know what to expect from the offensive side of the ball with Russ and Sean Payton. So I think that little um, unexpected type offense uh, is going to start them a bit. And I do think Russell Wilson will take advantage. And that, that combo, that duo that J-Mac was talking about, will have a big game. So give me Russell Wilson as the player of the game on the offensive side of the ball.
0: What do you guys like uh, think stat wise? What it's gonna look like for him? Do you, th- you expect like a three hundred plus yard, like two touchdown, three touchdown, uh, game? And like, how do you guys think he'll look on the uh, on the run too?
1: Um, I think Russ is gonna. I don't think he's gonna eclipse three hundred. I think it's still gonna be between. I think he's gonna have somewhere between like maybe two thirty to two sixty in that area. I think you're gonna see. It's going to be a lot of short game. I don't think he's going to see a lot of deep balls just yet, but I think he's going to have to put in a large body. Or you're going to see maybe a game where he goes like, say, 23 or 24 out of like 32, something like that. Yards, I mean, I'm sorry, touchdowns. I think I think maybe two to three. I think you're going to see Javante get in a little bit on the goal line situations, but I think Russ will definitely get like two, two minimum touchdowns. As far as him on the run game, I think, I don't know. Because I don't know what to really expect out of that. Sean Payton really hasn't been in an area where he lets the quarterbacks run a lot. I mean, he's had Drew Brees and a lot of pocket passers, but I don't really know for sure how that's going to look. So,
2: I I got Russ between 220 to 240 passing, and then I got him over 40 uh, rushing. I think he's going to use his legs a lot on Sunday.
0: Yeah. You talk, you you go back to what Sean Payton said, you know, with Fox last year and, you know, on like interviews and stuff, he was talking about, you know, playing Russell Wilson's best hits. Like that's what you have to do as a play caller for him. And um, I think Sean Payton isn't one of those guys where he just sticks to his offense. I like we, how we saw with Hackett last year, where he just kind of stick with his offense and didn't really like adjust it to um, Russell Wilson's strengths. And, um, I feel like Sean Payton's going to honestly change everything for Russ. I think that's what they have already implemented this year. I don't think it's the Sean Payton New Orleans Drew Brees offense. I think he, I think he's, you know, tailoring stuff more to like the 2021 2020 uh Seahawks offense. I think what Russell Wilson was doing best is kind of what he's going to try to do um here in in Denver. I think obviously he's 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 taking some of his stuff from the, the New Orleans uh, offense in terms of like how they're going to run the ball, but like passing game, I think he's going to like even design plays to where um, It's going to be play action, but Russ is going to have wide open run lanes just based off, of, you know, how the the offensive line is spread out, you know, simple stuff like that. I think Sean Payne is very detail oriented. He's a, he's a very high attention to detail. So little things like that, how he's going to get Russ, you know, um, you know, the ability to get in open space, and you know, because fi- I feel like Russ, when he's like dropping back and he's seeing way over his offensive line, he has, you know, wide open run lanes. He's just at his absolute best. Like, he doesn't always have to be in a, on the run in order to be successful, in my opinion. Like, I think if he's way behind the pocket, he has those right o- wide open run lanes, and he's got safeties drawn over to, you know, certain sides of the field. He's able to exploit the deep ball. Um, I think uh, I think that's how Russ is going to be in this game. Um, I think he is going to, you know, get around that, like, 35, 40-yard uh, rushing mark. I like that. Um, so, I I would definitely agree with your stats, total, uh, Jordan. I think that's kind of what we're going to see from Russ in this game. I don't think they're going to be, like, super, like, right – I've been kind of like going back and forth with it in my head. Like, are they going to be like super like right off the bat, just like going crazy on offense? I don't think so, but I, I would not be surprised if they like score like an opening drive touchdown and like all Broncos fans are just going crazy, going ecstatic. Cause the offense just starts clicking off the bat. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those things where like, it's going to be, you're going to see some rough moments during the game. Cause it's not like the Broncos are going to score like 43 points in a season opener. Like it's going to be tough. So, um, that's kind of my thoughts on Russ in this game. But uh, offensive player of the game, I had Greg Dulsich, defensive player of the game. I have Justin Simmons. The Broncos' safeties gave a lot of trouble to Jimmy G on Sunday Night Football last year. I have no reason to believe that it's going to go differently for him uh, here in Denver tomorrow. Um, so I have uh, Justin Simmons getting um, at least one interception this game, maybe a few PBUs. Um, I think they're going to give uh, Jimmy G some trouble in the secondary.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, Justin Simmons, this game is going to be – I feel like he's just going to have a normal Justin Simmons game. I don't know. If, I don't want to know. I don't want to say he's going to get a pick or anything like that, but I think it's going to be the same thing. But it will be kind of interesting to see what Vance Joseph, where exactly he's going to put him, if he's just going to put him back in the safety spot just for the whole game, like playing, you know, the whole field, or if he's going to drop him down to some coverage, like maybe in the slot. Because I, I don't know how comfortable they are with the same bassy being in that spot the whole game. So I'm kind of – I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with that. If they try to throw – put Caden Stern to some coverages – just bring Justin Simmons down to some coverages. So it's going to be very interesting to see.
2: Yeah, I do think Justin Simmons will have a normal Justin Simmons type game. Uh, I think he's also the best safety in, in the league. I know a lot of people underrate him for some reason. So I just I think a typical Justin Simmons game uh, will do it. Uh, maybe a few PBUs, like you said, Amir, and maybe an interception. I can for sure see that happening, especially that uh, I do think we're going to get the lead early in the game, especially in the first half, and the Raiders are going to be forced to pass the ball. Uh, To win the game at the end, so I can for sure see that happening. I
0: like that. Uh, so defensive player of the game, Jay Mack, who do you got?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go stick with with the guy I talked about earlier, Alex Singleton. I think if you go back and look at the Raiders games, um, linebackers were kind of the point of emphasis on the defense, they kind of were all they were the main point all over the field and focusing. So I'm gonna go, Alex Singleton. I think. He Like I said, he's going to be essential because if, you have, if you're if you able to stop Josh Jacobs, then you're going to force Jimmy G to beat you, and I like our odds with that. I mean, especially watching how Jimmy G played against us last year in Denver around this time here at the beginning of the year, and that was with the 49ers. So, um, yeah, I think Alex Singleton, man.
2: Yeah, I love Alex Singleton for tomorrow's game on Sunday. I think he's going to have a huge game, and without a doubt, he can be one of our defensive player of the games for sure. My defensive player of the game, I'm going to stick with the secondary. I'm going with Patrick Sertan. Again, I think Denver's going to get the lead early in the game. The Raiders are going to be forced to pass the ball, and I think Jimmy G is going to force Devontae Adams some targets uh, in the fourth quarter, and I do think Sertan gets an interception or a couple of nice uh, PBUs to seal the game. So give me Patrick Sertan.
0: Ooh, he's winning round three of the matchup, matchup yep. against Devonte. I know the whole world is going to be watching that game. Um, I know Pastor Tan recently talked about that matchup, and then Devontae, the last time we saw him in Denver, um, he was telling Pastor Tan he's not there yet. So we'll we'll really see who's there uh, tomorrow. Um, he's a first team All Pro for a reason. So we'll we'll see about that, Devontae. Um, but score predictions—what we've all been waiting for: who's winning this game and by what score, JMac?
1: It's kind of a tough one. Like, I didn't really know where to put it. Cause we still haven't seen, like, I don't know exactly, but this is just a prediction for me. I went 24 to 14. I felt like that was a very, like, I, I gave the Raiders 14, like a little bit to be nice. I don't know exactly how the defense is going to just look, but uh, I'm gonna go 24, 14. I think the defense can hold them to 14 points. I think the Raiders kind of score a little bit early and then the Broncos can just kind of hold on. It's, Still going to be a little test run game offensively. You it, know, what you're going to see. Like right now, we only got four wide receivers. So, you know, you still got to see, like, I still want to see what the whole offense is going to look like.
2: My score prediction, I got the Broncos winning 24-16. I think uh, they get the big stop at the end of the fourth quarter and uh, win by eight points.
0: I got the Broncos 24 to 20. We all have the Broncos scoring 24 <laughs> points literally and we had um we had Kenny King Jr on and he has the Broncos scoring 24 too. Uh, yeah, that's and then I was on nothing, the Nothing But Raiders podcast this morning, and he also has twenty-seven to twenty-four Raiders winning. Everybody has the Broncos scoring twenty-four right now. I don't. That's so <laughs> weird. I swear we did not plan this. We did yeah, not, not tell it's each it's other. Not. No, we, we did not tell. We did not tell each other. Our, we always do this like on the spot. So that's actually hilarious. But I, th- I really think twenty-four is uh, you know reasonable for the Broncos. I don't see the Raiders winning winning this game. Um, as long as the Broncos can limit turnovers, get their uh, receivers involved. Um and then obviously establish a run is the most important thing. Um, so as long as those things can happen, I think the Broncos will definitely win this game. Um, I do not see the Raiders scoring less than twenty. I always see that the, these Raiders games are really close. Um, but I mean, if the defense is if the defense comes to play and Devontae gets shut down by s two yeah, I don't think they score more than fourteen. Honestly, so. It really comes down to those things. But Devontae Adams is still Devontae Adams at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was going to say you look back. I mean, the Raiders, they scored 22 last time. And in the um, time before that, they scored 32. But um, an easy uh, seven points came off the Melvin Gordon fumble. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know, man. We'll have to see. And Derek Carr's not there anymore. So and yeah. regardless, people want to say Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Jimmy G. So, you know, we just going to see how that is. I don't know. This, this, this may be a game where the Raiders score less than people think. I don't – I'm going to knock on wood on that one. But this could be a game where I, I don't know if the Raiders are going to put up that many points, especially week one. Yeah, yeah Jimmy – uh, I
0: was going to say, Jimmy G is a good fit in that offense, though. So that is that is uh, yeah, important to watch.
2: Yeah, I, just, I mean, I don't know. I just don't see the Raiders scoring 27 points, especially yeah. season opener in Denver. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't see – I mean, again, Denver. they can tell me wrong. I just don't see – uh, Sean Payne just absolutely gearing up for this week one game and then just absolutely egg, giving up 27 points at home. I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. 24 to 20. That's my, my final score prediction. I think the Broncos come away with this one late in the game, just like the the last few games have been. Um, so yeah, I have the Broncos starting the season off one and zero, and starting off in the AFC as the uh, division, um, you know, leading at the top of the division. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, like I said, tomorrow is game day. If you guys are listening on, on Sunday, congratulations. You have made it. It is game day. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you guys, if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button. But most importantly, please leave a comment. What did you guys think about today's episode? What is your score prediction? Who did you agree with the most? Um, what are your, some of your players to watch? Did you agree, disagree with anything on this episode? Please, please let us know in the comments. We love reading your comments as always. Appreciate your feedback, as always. If you guys are listening on Spotify, app podcast, make sure you guys are showing love over there as well. Turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. And follow, leave a five-star rating. All that stuff helps us out um, immensely. But uh, with that being said, I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host, J-Mac, and Jordan. Uh, with, with Until our next episode, where we will be reacting to the Broncos' win against the Raiders. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Until the next one, peace out. Peace.